Welcome back here to the Joe Rose Show. Hollywood Omar Kelly, Dan Day along here with you. It's time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Holland. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors. One of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. We are joined by Dave Hyde, columnist for the Sun Sentinel. Dave, good morning. How are you, sir? Well, I'm just checking to see if Kyle Lowry unfollowed me on on social media. Just <laughs> just just see how my morning's going, you know. So hey, I'm Dave, doing well. that doing that's well. that's yeah. that's the new breakup in uh, in in <laughs> South Florida. I mean, if you check, I mean, sometimes hell, I don't even think my wife follows me anymore. Um, but it, it it listen, that's how you know when when a when a relationship has gone south, the 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 follow gets on the person gets unfollowed. So, um, what do you take from that situation? I take this this relationship uh, went south even before the unfollow. It's it, you know look the the heat uh, took a chance with Kyle Lowry an expensive chance and it really from the start it hasn't been what 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 certainly not what the Heat wanted and now they have uh, what's left of a twenty nine million dollar a year contract to dangle out there and. And see if anybody wants that salary slot, even with changed NBA rules that that don't make it as attractive. So, um, you know, I'm going out to the Heat practice today. We'll see what happens. Yeah, what 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 I find very interesting about this situation is, I mean, absolutely nobody is trading for Kyle Lowry unless they're they want to dump salary or dump another bad player. Um, do do you think Jovic's elevation is like a point forward? Is the reason why Lowry's kind of sour? Um, well, he wants to start, but I, I think he's kind of sour because, I mean, j- j- he's just not the same. He's not that Hall of Fame player he came here as, and as any sport, any great player whose whose talent goes south, and yet his mind still thinks he's that great player. Uh, that, that's really the... the the stretch we're in in Kyle, Kyle Lowry's career where he's not nearly the player he once was, and yet um, he still thinks, uh, give me the chance, and I'll, I, I am that player. So, And and it's just turned into a uh, – look, the Heat have taken a lot of chances with older players, and it's worked out, and this is one that didn't work out. I wonder what that's going to be like at practice today, Dave, by the way. I know you said you're heading out there. It seems like a lot of those guys do like Kyle. Like, I mean, they always kind of stand up for him when things weren't going very well. Like, especially Jimmy Butler. Like, it does seem like he's well-liked. Well, he came here because of Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy's a guy who who they're they're great friends, and uh, that's why he brought Kyle Lowry here, essentially. So, um, but – Part of it's also what player wants to step in it and say, oh, look, Kyle Lowry is being a jerk inside the team and stardom. Who, no, no, no player in their right mind is going to say it. It's sort of like obviously the next seven months of the Dolphins when we, we ask the question, is, is fill-in-the-blank name a leader? Oh, yeah, he's a great leader. He's a great leader. Because no, no player wants to diss a, a teammate. Um, but – Mm. Um, on the record, Kyle, Kyle Lowry j- just isn't the guy. Yeah, on the record, Kyle Lowry just isn't the player he, he once was. And then you throw in the attitude of uh, now he, he wants to be a starter, and he was benched last week, and and here we go. So the question is, is he even at practice today? 
Well, that, that'll be interesting. Uh, check out Dave's stuff uh, today in the uh, in the sunset on that. Uh, all right, Dave, you mentioned the Dolphins, and we do have to go down this road here. And and yesterday things got a little bit feisty uh, here on the show. <laughs> and you know, I, I just my observation. I don't know what you think of this, but my observation, especially watching the AFC playoff games, is that you need a quarterback that can extend plays. You need someone that can improvise and and do the things that that all these other guys are doing if you want to win. And and to me, like especially in the AFC, the guys that are left, the guys in the AFC are able to do, Dave. I know the NFC is a little bit of a different story. Omar, we're we're talking to Dana. You and I don't need to fight right now. We're going to get Dave's going to settle this here. Do you need a quarterback, Dave, that isn't a statue back there in the pocket to, to win in the AFC? I think in winning today's game, it certainly helped. I mean, can could Tom Brady win? Yeah, because he's Tom Brady. But you you would prefer a guy, and this is the issue. I, I'd agree. This is an issue with Tua. You give him the 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 play called. He can anticipate what the defense is going to do. He can. Uh, you know, he's accurate enough to find the and has the vision to find the right guy. Um, but as you go deeper into, if you want to go deep in the playoffs, you're going to come against defenses that either A, take away that play, or B, have a pass rush that means you got to improvise. And, and so, you know, the, the first play isn't the one that makes it. It's the second play that you just create on the run. And, and, you know, does he have that step? We're going to find, you know, that's he's, he's answered a lot of questions the first couple, the last couple seasons. Does he have another step in him? And that's what him and Mike McDaniel have to work on this offseason. Do you believe, David, you know, Omar and I were talking about this earlier as, as well, that Mike McDaniel is, is basically tied to Tua and, and those guys are going to, you know, either succeed together or fail together. And, and that's kind of, you know, what we're going to see here in the next year, two years with, with this Dolphin team. And I, I think Mike McDaniel will go down with, with the ship here with Tua if that's, you know, what ends up happening. Well, that's how it generally is. Look, let's just go through the Dolphin eras. I mean, um, <laughs> to, to, uh, well, Ryan Tannehill took two down. Yeah, it's true. Right. And, and Joe Philbin wanted to get, he wanted to divorce Ryan Tannehill yep. early as it he came did. out later. And, and, and he wanted so, uh, um, Derek Carr. Yeah. So the shelf life of coaches in today's world are the same as uh, you bring the quarterback in, you better you better succeed together, or there better be some and some varying reason why why you didn't succeed, but you can't go on. Um, so I'm, I'm not look. I'm not putting McDaniel on the hot seat right now. That's I mean, crazy. Let's 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 get to next year and 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 see where it goes, but. I wrote a column today. This no, no great surprise, but you watch the the play of these quarterbacks in the AFC, yeah, especially, and it is a deep, deep group. And here comes C.J. Stroud joining it. Yep. And Joe Burrow is not even around this year, and and so you know the the my my issue is this: the Dolphins' whole plan to tank and all that was I was told by high ups in the organization we're going to get. The, the elite quarterback 
Mm-hmm. And now you have to, did they get the elite quarterback? It, it, it's not, the question is, is Tua a starter? Can he wait a minute, wait a yes, minute. Yes, we're, yes. we're not going to be disrespectful to Tua because he was in the MVP conversation in the final month of the season, and if he would have beaten the Baltimore Ravens, which obviously was not going to happen, uh, he would have been the MVP of the league, more than likely. Um, it, everything was right there in front of them. They just didn't get it done, and you could say Tua didn't get it done, but it didn't happen. But he was the in the conversation, did it, right? And, and 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 yet, if I'm, we're looking at this, how how to deal with this off season? Yeah. The number one issue is why did, for instance, they're one of six against winning teams. We know two his numbers break down accordingly. He is like an 80, 80 rating against winning teams and one hundred and ten or something against losing teams. Why is that? That's the central issue. They got to get a handle on. Is it? Is it? The scheme is it the players is is, is it you know um, the coaching? I, I don't him, know. Him, that, him that, buckling that's the, the pressure. Yeah, they got to. yeah. Let, let's that's get into some of these other central issues that that are important. I have a I have a piece up on um, dolphins dot com which basically discusses the ten tough decisions before we even begin free agency day because as you know. Um, the Dolphins' cap crisis continues to escalate. They're like fifty-two million dollars over the cap now. I know last week everybody's like, "Well, they were forty-one last week." Well, I'm sorry, it's going to continue to escalate because you still have to add players to your roster even before you begin the process of free agency. So, in my estimation, they got to clear about sixty-five to ninety million dollars worth of cap space. I've never seen this franchise in this bad of a financial strait ever, and I've covered this team for 15 years. you got to make some tough decisions, Dave. I'm, I'm going to put you on the hot seat on these tough decisions, okay? Do you give Christian Wilkins the franchise tag for $19.8 million, or do you work out a $100 million deal for, for your defensive tackle? I, I, work, I, I work out a deal with him. He's, he's done everything you want. He's the player you want, the personality. Um, but you know he's going to basically – hose you and and hold you over the rails just to well, uh, the, the market the market last year for you didn't want to pay the market price then 100 I, I get it I get it but so you we're talking 20 to low 20s yeah 100 105 year. million okay. dollar so extension you got it I get that done because 19 million on the cat you, you can lower the cap number and all that stuff and he's a guy you want around Okay, all right. Uh, you don't really have a choice on Teron Armstead and let me explain why because most Dolphin fans are like, yay, happy that he's considering retirement. Uh, no, you don't want Teron Armstead to retire because it's going to be an inflation of your cap hit where you're going to have to take on $4.6 extra million dollars worth of dead money if he walks away. So your best hope is that Teron continues and wants to play at $14.2 million this year. Um, so that that's not really a decision, but it's kind of uncomfortable for everybody that he's considering retiring. Um but here's another situation. Uh, Chris Greer, in the, in the end of end of season interview, basically said, uh, "There's no guarantee I'm going to keep pick number 21. Uh, I might go out there and explore trades and and other situations like getting players like Jalen Ramsey. Do you think that that's a healthy practice that this team continues to flirt with trading away draft picks? Well, they already don't have a third and fourth. They have draft capital." Um, in history over two years, the last two years. Um, and you can't just keep doing this. I mean, I mean, the way, the way you fill in for and get rid of expensive contracts on a- aging players, aging, meaning also that they, they get hurt more. 
is you, you draft well and you fill in with these draft picks. And, and the Dolphins have already – they they don't have a young class on the on this team. No. That, that's sort of the surprise of this. They were the oldest team in the playoffs, and this was before they went out and got the geezers the last week to help the defense. <laughs> um, they they were the oldest team in the playoffs already, and so that should send off some warning bells and and all that um, about okay, where's this going? And and they need a a. They yep. need a good draft class. They yeah. they got to have it to to otherwise throw that in with all these uh, salary cap issues you're throwing out and 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 uh, we're going back to the dark ages again. Dave, uh, I'll leave you on this one. I, I'm curious your take on this. My my takeaway from from watching you know last few weeks of the season and, and watching the playoffs and, and everything here in the NFL is that the Dolphins are incredibly far away from competing with these teams, and it's so unfortunate because they have. Basically, I, I, you can't really go more all in than this team has at this point. Oh, you'll but see. To me, I, I know Omar <laughs> thinks we got one more year of madness here, but but again, like Dave, I don't know what else you can do here. You you are so far away. Like you watch that Buffalo KC game, Miami's not in the same league as those teams. They're not even close. Like that is the alarming thing to me. You know, you got shut out in a half by both of those teams. You barely scored anything against the Chiefs. You can't play in cold weather for whatever reason. Like, you're so far away from really being a competitive team that, like, it, to me it was a little alarming. I don't know what you think about that. I, I agree that, you know, and, and again, that, this gets back to what they do against good teams this year. For the most part, um, they were double-digit and, and more losses. And so um, – and that, this is a dangerous part of this. This again, I get this is a five-year rebuild to get to this point, and they had a window of this year and next year, depending on how they want to play it. And the question becomes, how much do they go all in next year? Because if they do, and they don't, LA Rams it where where you win the Super Bowl and, and or you have something great to show for it, um, they could be pushing money down the line. That's going to it's going to handcuff them coming up. So I'm curious to Could see. Could be. What, <laughs> They're definitely well, going to do it. Yeah, it depends on how they play it this offseason, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, they'd I'm have sure to completely gonna... rebuild, Dave, but, and you know they're not they're doing so that. They're so far away. You know, again, yeah. like Dave, we, Omar and I were debating this morning. Like, uh, all ro- roads lead back to mediocrity for the Dolphins. And, like, if you don't think this was a mediocre team. It was not a mediocre team. Then maybe team. we're not don't watching the same, the same team It was not a mediocre long, team. You're like, not a, you don't win 11 Dave, games and be mediocre. To, to barely make the playoffs, <laughs> get into a wild card game, go on the road, get waxed in, in, a, in a wild card game. Like, that to me is – like it's maybe the upper tier of mediocre, but it's still same thing, isn't it? Ryan Tannehill era was mediocre. Yeah, but what's the difference? Well, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill went to the playoffs one year, right? I mean, no, and, he and, didn't. Matt Moore I, did. I see what you're saying. To me, again, this whole philosophy: five years to get here, five yep. years to get, and you sacrifice so much. Um, and and I get everybody's all about the moment in sports, and it's only now. But organizationally, you you there was a lot of pain to get to this point. And what do you have? What do you, what do you have right now? And, and um, Chris Greer says we got a good roster. So mm. it's a good roster when completely healthy. Yes. And, but, and who's, who gets the game 17 completely healthy. That's, they need some young, they needed some young players to step in there this year. And there just weren't any on the roster. And that, and that's how you look at how the bills survived some brutal injuries to them. Um, to, to, to get to where they did 
and how Kansas City's rebuilt. Kansas City has the second youngest defense in the NFL. And and how they got to that point, they got a lot of young players filling in there. So, um, again, to me, uh, you, you know, they traded for draft picks the first two years of this rebuild and, and traded away draft picks um, the last two years and this season, too. And, and, and they have, this window is closing, and, and we'll see. I'm curious to see what the philosophy is this offseason. Dave, thank you very much for the time. Uh, why don't you go go stir things up at uh, at heat practice today? Go uh, get, I, I get after go it look out there. My, uh, my my old baseball cards after listening to you guys earlier today. Man, you get but more more memorabilia talk than and that made, made me harken back to my youth. So I'm, I'm I got my old hey, cards. D- 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 do do, do you have do you have them in a box somewhere, Dave? Because uh, Danny probably <laughs> loved to come to your house and and rifle through those things. <laughs> You know what's really sad, Dave, because Joe Joe was a young boy in the early 1910s and, and stuff, and he he, could have, he had all these Babe Ruth cards probably, and it's just sad. I got sad. a Honus Wagner card here. Yeah, I got a. Is that worth anything? You think my uh, rookie Honus Wagner card from my youth is worth anything? You might get so, uh, you might get yeah. retirement out of that one there, Dave. <laughs> Dave, thanks for the right, time. Guys. Appreciate hey, it. Thanks for having me. Good all right, to you. Dave Hyde, check out his stuff, uh, of course, on the uh, the Sun Sentinel. And uh, please subscribe to uh, all of our local papers. We, we like to support everyone. And Omar uh, from alldolphins.com. We're free. You're free. No free. Paywall. No paywall. So uh, support uh, support all of our uh, our local writers, whether you uh, you agree. Yeah, dolphins.com. Hate, don't hate. Alldolphins.com. Alldolphins.com. We're free. No paywall. There you go. No monthly subscription. There you go. We have no paywall here either. And uh, we also have heat tickets to give away this hour. Uh, we have uh, 36 minutes left in this hour, so we got to make that happen here coming up. And uh, Dan, can we can we fire off a quick giveaway now? I mean, are, are we okay with that? All right, we're gonna give. Uh, let's do this, man. We have pickleball tickets. The the pickleball slam. Are, are we you okay to, to do this here now? Uh, let's I'm see still here. trying to get you on a pickleball court, by the way. I'm I'm ready for you, my friend. The weather's perfect. Uh, pickleball slam is returning to Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on February 4th. We've got a chance for you to. See tennis legends John McEnroe, Andre Agassi, Stephanie Graf, Steffi Graf, uh, Maria Sharapova compete in the Pickleball Slam 2. This is a Joe Rose Show exclusive, by the way. Keep listening for details. And if you'd like to purchase tickets, you can go to SeminoleHardRockHollywood.com slash events. We want to do a, a Pickleball-related question here, Omar. What do you think? I know you don't know the answer to any of these. What's right. the racket called? That's actually what I was going to go with. What is the name of the pickleball utensil or whatever or the, uh, what do you call it, equipment that you would use to hit the ball? Dan, we'll take uh, we'll take the first call to answer that question correctly. You're going to the pickleball slam. We'll have heat tickets for you later in the hour as well. Thank you to Dave Hyde. We'll take a pause back after this.